Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 282, with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 282. So each week, we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live video show, This Week in Hospitality Marketing, which also airs every Friday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern U.S. time. And so with that, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. So our tool for review this week, and again, we're keeping this pattern of a single tool per per week. Actually, tools. I'm sorry. We have tools this week. (laughs) We have more than one this week because it is kind of going to, as always, with our technique that we're about soon to discuss. But our tools for review this week are one that we haven't talked about and one that we've talked about before, but they both have a reason to be put together for our technique. The tool that we haven't talked much about before is hexowatch.com. That is H-E-X-O watch, our W-A-T-C-H.com. And what this platform does, well, it helps you find out what's going on. Say, for instance, uh, from a revenue management perspective, you would like to always keep a, a hand on what your competitors are doing. Um, did they change their specials page? Did they put new rates in? Did they do new promotions? Um, did they change content on their website? If you're a web developer and or marketer, uh, what are they doing? Uh, is there certain uh, leaders in your destination market that um, are adding things to their websites on a regular basis that might be useful for you to know what they're doing so that you might want to do the same or similar based on the value to you? HexaWatch allows you to identify websites and or sections of pages, actually, and track changes. Now, this can be visual monitoring, which is, you know, changing the design or layout of a page, uh, as in a specials page, Uh, HTML element monitoring, keyword monitoring, technology monitoring, um, content monitoring. Uh, It does it for the kind of what they call AI. And and I always take AI statement as a bit of a grain of salt as is it really thinking on its own or is it just doing algorithmic, you know, conditional statement follow ups and so forth. So I, I tend to think AI monitoring or AI and usage of things tends to be a little over-exaggerated as to truly the autonomousness of what an AI should really be. Um, also, it keeps track of if websites are up or down as well, whether your competitor's website went down or if a certain website went down or if there was a market. If you wanted to track and see if you were doing placement advertisement on a um, link provider in your market, whether or not their, their website was maintaining authenticity was was it up during all those times? Was your ad on the page all the time that it said it was going to be on the time or did it get taken off or changed? You can monitor these things with HexoWatch, H-E-X-O-Watch.com. Um, also, too, if you're kind of interested in a domain, now there are domain service providers that do this for you, but they often charge you for it. It can track on the who is if an ownership of a website has changed, which is 
usually indicative of whether if they surrendered it up for domains that, that people can buy and or if ownership changed. Remember, domains are assets, just like the building and brick and mortar and everything else. And if the ownership of a domain changed, that could be a precursor to ownership changing that isn't necessarily publicly known. So it's a great monitoring tool. And that is hexowatch.com. Com. The other tool I want to talk about is more on the social side, and we have talked about this before, and is one of many tools we refer to many times over, and that is Social Insider. What Social Insider does so, so well is it tracks what, what you or your competitors or anybody else you want to put in there, what they're doing on their social platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever it is, you can track what traffics they have. Are they gaining followers? Are there high engagements? What's their best post? What's their most engaged post? What time of day are they posting? What kind of engagement during what time of day they're posting? So one, it can help you to see what your competitors are doing. Two, it can help you to improve what you're doing if it works well for your competitors and you find them very symbiotic in the sense of demographics and market. Three, it gives you a sense of what they're doing successfully or not successfully to exploit either condition. If they're not doing something successfully, you can exploit the fact that you can. If they're doing something very well, you can adapt it to be yours either which way social insiders allows you to track what is being done by your competitors or anybody in any market for any reason you know so to keep track again of just keeping a, an ear to the ground or whatever way you want to paraphrase it as to what movers and shakers and markets are doing if you have a leader in your destination market your cvb tdc or chamber or whatever you can monitor what they're doing and see how it resonates with the audience and symbiotically look at whether or not that that is something that you can adopt or whether you should think of different ways of doing it or it gives you a creative spark. It's a great listening tool and observational tool for any condition, good or bad, as to whether the success or failures of your competitors or those in market or markets that you want to see that do it right. You know that there's markets that there's some incredibly talented people that are very creative and very ingenious and they may be the inspiration for you to say, well, I can do what Las Vegas did or what Orlando did or what Chicago did or whatever, whoever did this. Um, one of the cool things that I did one year was through the HS as Adrian Awards looked at what they are doing, those that you know won the Adrian Awards for Platinum and what have you, and literally followed them with the Social Insider platform to see what they did and how successful was it to know whether or not that gives me a creative idea to use that with. So our second tool is Social Insider, which is literally social, S-O-C-I-A-L-I-N-S-I-D-E-R.io, socialinsider.io. And the first other tool was Hexowatch, H-E-X-O-W-A-T-C-H.com. And those are our tools of the week. Now for this week's hospitality technique. So our technique of the week, of course, goes hand in hand with our tools. And our technique of the week is the statement, helping to define the answers you need for the coming demand. Now, there are many other tools that we have referred to in our podcast previous, and I highly recommend that you look at some of the amazing tools that will help work through the answer process that people are asking for on your website and so forth to build an FAQ listing and what have you. That's a context that is slightly different than what I would like to talk about today. Today, I would like to talk about the usage of these observational tools, HexaWatch and Social Insider, and how that helps you find out what people are interested in listening to. Now, last week's show, we talked about another platform called Hashtag for Likes, which was a way of monitoring hashtag usages. And for those that aren't familiar with that one, when we talked about it, hashtags are kind of like the bookmark of conversation. There is 
literally a, a bottomless ocean and infinite width of social dialogue going out there and you may not be in the right position of dialogue hashtags allow for categorizations of content when you hashtag something or follow a hashtag you're following the context of what the hashtag is representing some don't mean what you think they mean some are only demographically used some are only regionally used and there's all these different things that if you attach yourself to a hashtag you may think you're relating to the audience that you want to because the hashtag seems to sound like what you think it should be for you when in fact you're demographically off base or geographically off base or topically off base so platforms like hashtag for Life helps you to identify and quantify which hashtags might be most relevant for your content that's one way of looking at things hexawatch allows you to monitor the immediacy of your competitors or uh, agencies of your destination or people in destinations that you admire to see what it is that they do to have the influence that they, they have doing the things that they are doing and how it resonates the resonation of it is based on social, which is social insider. It gives you a feeling of when did they post? What did they post? What mediums did they post? What was the message of the post? What was the hashtags they used of it? What was the engagement? What was the reaction and the sense of follow-ups? Did they A-B testing? Did they do create variations to it? These are all nuances of this. Um, I was talking with a client that was listening to one of our team members, Tim, uh, talk about social media. And it's a lot like saying, hey, I drive a car back and forth to work or I drive a car for family or whatever, and then talking to a race car driver. Technically, you're both doing the same thing. You're taking a vehicle with a motor in it and you're going from point A to point B somewhere. The difference of the nuances of a professional race drive car driver compared to the nuances of a family car driver are profound, where... The functionality may be basically the same, turn steering wheels, push gas pedals, and so forth, but the nuances of draft and distance and, and angles and trajectories and, and all the other things that are infinite to discuss from a race car driver's perspective just simply don't exist in the medium of a, of a person driving a family car. Same too with social media. A lot of people look at social media or approach social media from the perspective of, oh, it's posting pictures and things of interest and what have you and that's very willy-nilly that's very untargeted that's very generic and very whimsical to the person that's doing it to have a true genuine social media strategy is to have a plan have a target audience have a timeline have a story context and all of that then goes into tone and voice voice and variations and medium changes and colors and graphics and nuances that just don't exist into the oh i had a fun picture of my cat today or my dog today let me post it up on my social platform and get see what my friends and family think about it People tend to unfortunately approach their business social in the same way that they approach their personal social. And they are completely, totally different in their process of discovery and targeting, much like a family car driver is to a race car driver. So when you're looking to define the answers you need for the coming demand, we and our live show, which we'll talk briefly about soon in our news and show review, was talking about where we are in marketing right now. What is January 2021? By the way, happiest of New Year's to everyone. I hope it was a safe and healthy transition from the year that everyone wishes to forget to the year of optimism. And no, I'm not blind to the fact that we are still in the dark days of things and perhaps darker days to come before we get to the other better side. But we are hopefully in the year of that transition. And from a review in our news and show review talking about consumer sentiment, we'll address that more directly. So in this process of as we begin to refine and put a sharper point to our pencil of marketing for 2021, this being the beginning of January 2021, then we need to be very good about understanding the tone 
of those that we want to speak to, the interest of those that we're wanting to speak to, and the information that those that are interested in potentially what we have to offer, what they're interested in by listening. We have to be an industry of listening and answering. This isn't about selling rates and dates. This isn't talking about Sunny and 72. This is talking about what do I need to tell you so that you can begin to understand what I have to offer based on what you're interested in doing when you're interested in doing it. And creating that that timeline, that process of discovery, that storylines that are related to the context of what people are interested in. Each person travels for their different reasons. And we're in a very unique time cycle right now and an even more unique segmentation of marketing. The traditional sources of business and channels that they provided for it do not exist in the same context as they did prior to COVID. We have differences of purpose. We have differences of interest. We have differences of travel. We have differences of time for people looking to what they want to do for travel. And we'll talk all about that as we get into the news and show review from our live discussion today. But again, helping to define what those answers are is beginning to get a lay of the land. You just don't walk out of your house without a flashlight in the middle of the night going in a direction you've never been, thinking that you're not going to run into a tree or fall down a ditch or hit a rock or whatever. You want a plan. You want a direction. You want to know where you're going. And you want to know roughly what it's going to take to get there. Not everything goes the way you plan. A road could be out, a path could be broken, a bridge could be gone. But those things have to be adaptive when saying, okay, but I still want to get to the top of that mountain. How do I get there? There's a forest and there's a river and a bunch of stuff in between. This was the path I thought I was going to go on, but that bridge isn't there and that river's too big and those forests are wrong. What else are my options? So discovering what you need to understand and the direction you're going, tools like HexaWatch and Social Insider will help you. Being aware of what your competitors are doing, being aware of those that are still in the space, what they're doing well, so that you don't, that you basically learn from their mistakes and you improve what you can do sooner, faster, so that you can talk better and have people listen more to what you have to share with them. That a lot of people are going to merge out of the little rabbit holes they've been hiding on for 10 months of survivability, you know, where they shut everything down, closed everything up, got rid of all their staff and tried to exist by cost saving themselves. And now that they're coming out to the market, the websites they have haven't changed. They're dead, rusty and old. They don't work anymore the way they used to. The messaging is out of out of step, out of time and basically tone deaf. And their marketing strategies are based on functions and segmentations and demographics and business cycles that don't exist in the same context anymore. So. Knowing whether your competitors are aware of that, unaware of that, have been good at doing it or just learning to do it is what this observational type of, of defining the answers needs to be. What is it that's out there that's happening so I have the answers to what I need to do? And what is it that I need to do to get to the people that I think are the most interested in what I have to say? So our technique this week is helping to find the answers you need for the coming demand based on tools like HexaWatch and Social Insider. And that brings us to... Now, this week's hospitality news that you should know. So our news and show review. Uh, first off, uh, a sincere and genuine thanks to Dean Schmidt from uh, Basecamp Meta and Meta Search Marketing and Mr. Robert Cole with Rock Cheetah. Being that it is New Year's Day, just like it was last week for Christmas Day, uh, I was so pleasantly surprised that some of my co-hosts were able to make it and join us. It's always a privilege for everyone when they do show up with me because uh, there is no mandate to saying, oh, well, you're obligated to this. This is always a pleasure of taking their time out of their days to join our show to talk about all the things that they're experts in. And this was no exception this week. Dean Schmidt and Robert Cole dramatically improved 
uh, our dialogue as to what it is we're talking about. Of course, we used uh, Mr. Robert Cole, um, his weekly newsletter that he sends out, which is an amazingly excellent curated list from Rock Cheetah. And if you'd like to sign up for free to get that, you can go to bit.ly forward slash Rock Cheetah, all lowercase, no space. It's with him. Um, and you'll get it curated every week. He tries to get it out a little bit before our live show so we can, can include that into our context of conversation for the live show. I didn't expect us to spend the normal two hours that we spend each week doing this. And for those that aren't familiar with our live show, we've been doing it now in our seventh year. Uh, we've been doing it every week, have never missed a week, as it can be told by us being on Christmas Day and New Year's Day. Uh, we don't miss it. Uh, we are well over 39 countries and in, in transcribed into 11 languages and a little over 25,000 weekly listeners, viewers to the show. So we have cultivated a great following of people from around the world that enjoy our open dialogue. We're not here to monetize anything. There's nothing we're selling. There's no advertisement into this. It's really a chance for professionals in the industry to openly discuss issues and information and methods and techniques and news that is relevant to hospitality for that week. And we had great conversation today. Uh, we started the conversation talking about Fuel Travel's recent consumer sentiment study, um, which brought out a really some very interesting positive highlights. We want to make to our show today a positive one, being a bright and shiny squeaky new year, squeaky new month, squeaky new day, um, that we wanted to not focus on the things that are so easy to focus on with what's going on with COVID. Uh, that's there. It's present. We are aware of this. Let's talk about the optimism, what we can begin to think that we should to strategize for. And the consumer sentiment study helped us a lot. There was a lot of great highlights that were brought out into it that January, and we know historically January has always been a great month for planning travel, being it's in the doldrums of winter for most people, and or the fact that they've traveled to warmer climates, but they're still enjoying travel and what have you. But this is even more so that January is really talking about translating the aspirational idea of maybe someday or when I look forward to traveling and translating that into a, well, let's pick some dates. Let's start taking advantage of all these super low rates and offers that are out there in the market right now, knowing that there's kid cancellation policies, knowing that we're not really putting ourselves into financial jeopardy. And let's start putting this pen to paper, so to speak, and start defining what it is that we really want to try to do. Now, that time scale, according to the Consumer Sentiment Study, was showing that the peak of what people think they're going to be able to do for travel will be somewhere around June. This tsunami of, okay, I feel safe enough, I feel quantified enough. And we did bring the caveat in that we have to, as an industry, be adamant and, 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 and militant almost about in telling people that they need to take the vaccine. Uh, our, we, we should be soliciting our associations, the, the HSMAIs, the AHOAs, the AHLAs of the world, to mandate to their memberships that please, please, the only way our industry will begin to come out of this is by everyone joining into the vaccination program so that this, this, this up and down cyclic, you know, wave after wave of stuff can go away because there'll be enough people that are vaccinated so that the spread doesn't spread, that it begins to be diminished rather than just every time we go out, we share. And no, we're not helping by going to a company, a restaurant now saying, well, I want to keep them alive because you're only slow deathing them because it will resurge and resurge and resurge. And eventually a restaurant can't run at 25% seating capacity and it fails. 
So these conversations we had, not to bring negative to it, we were actually very positive about all this. The idea that we have this tsunami of, of interest of people thinking that they're going to go out in June is really caveat on, do we get the vaccination to enough in the population that that June number is a realistic expectation that there's enough people taking the vaccine at that point, there's enough people in the world taking it at that point, that the world is safe enough to feel that they begin to travel again. If we don't get to that levels or get to the levels where people feel, more importantly, that they can do that, then that June gets into July, that July gets into August, and it just keeps getting pushed forward. So it's critically important that we make sure that we get vaccinated, we make sure that, that, that people are aware of the value of the people getting vaccinated to our industry, so that we can think that June is a great month for tsunami travel, which is where everyone feels comfortable enough to begin to do things. And that can be Across board, it doesn't mean that international trade is going to return, corporate travel is returning. It means that people are going to want to get out to whatever travel they feel comfortable doing. And June, June is the apex. The growth is actually earlier than that. It's late spring into the beginning of summer. That's the real growth pattern of people saying in the survey that they feel that they are going to be able to travel at that point. So what do you do with that information? Well, now is the time to do something with that information. Beginning to, as we said, answer the, to find the answers that we need to give to those that are beginning to look for what we might be able to offer, validating our value proposition to them, helping educate them to why we're something they should consider in their travel plans, giving them reasons to give us consideration for in their travel plans is now. It's not waiting until everybody starts getting out. By that point, you're just white noise with everybody else. The true winners of this when it comes to getting market share and beyond are the ones that begin to do their marketing now and identify their targeting if they already haven't identified their targeting and cultivate that relationship with them by answering questions with them, creating communications that are direct with them and not relying on third parties, which we openly discussed on the live show because of the transitions of what's happening this year with cookie tracking and GA4 and all this other stuff, which you don't have to listen to the show because that's a very great conversation we had about it but all of this has to start now january now is the time to start getting in front of the people while they're making the decision process they're taking more time to make the decision process they don't want to miss the biggest ball of twine if they were to travel somewhere they want to stay in the hotel that everyone says they should stay in they should eat at the restaurants that everyone says they should eat at they should go do the things that everyone says they should go do that research is now this month now this day now forward is the time that you need to be getting in front of those people. This is the time to begin to do those things. So we had that conversation. We also talked about uh, different marketing segmentation ideas, how things have shifted, obviously corporate travel and the diminishment of that or almost the non-existence. The revaluation of Smurf business, the weddings that have been postponed that now need to get replanned, the family reunions that need to get replanned, all of the Smurf business that we're talking about, the value that was dismissive now is now front and center. And that needs to be a focus of what can you do to get these things and the changing landscape of what business travel for clusters or bubbles or pods or whatever way you want to use the terms are out there for now. So changing your segmentation methodology, changing your messaging to those, changing the demographics of those is a now thing right now. January 2021 is a now thing. Also, we talked about um, the interesting perspective of an article that uh, Robert shared, which was the places travelers are searching to go to in 2021, according to Airbnb. Strangely reflective of distance from not major metros, places that are a little off the beaten path or places that are idealistically what they represent for their areas that they're in. And this is a global list. It's from the, anything from the Maldives to Monticello, uh, really beautiful places. 
uh, that uh, would you, anyone would uh, probably would love to travel to, but it just shows you the diversification. That being said, as soon as Broadway comes back online, hopefully in June next year, as they have planned, you know New York is going to be huge with coming back to see Broadway shows. One, to support the cause and the arts, of course. Two, because people haven't been going to New York because nothing, most everything's shut down. That's a reason to. Museums are still open, but a lot of hotels aren't. A lot of hotels aren't coming back. And Broadway shut down. So there's a lot of anticipation of how happy that will be. Now, the politics and, I mean, excuse me, politics, but the population has changed. There's not as many workers in New York as there once was. There's been an exodus of certain cities going to other areas because that centricity of having to live by where you work has shifted for a lot of companies that have that capability. So a lot of demographic uh, changes have happened. Markets that used to be in New York to try to pander to now aren't in New York as much. They might be in the Carolinas like Adele Goodman is with uh, Aspire Reputation Marketing. She moved from New York down to the Carolinas, have a big, beautiful house, beautiful, beautiful state, lots of friends around, family around, and less of the small New York apartment. As much as she loves New York, this was also a wonderful change for her. A lot of people did that. But those people also have the same desire of travel aspirations. They're just not geographically located to where they once before, which goes back to my earlier conversation about old marketing trend, uh, programs that are no longer relevant in current circumstances because the demography has changed. So uh, we also talked about a article that uh, Robert shared, which was Adobe's chief product officer predicts the eight biggest tech trends in 2021. Uh, I think the key element I got out of that was the referral to um, the marketing of platforms, creating influencers, and creating markets of one where people are going to control more of their own direct audience. Facebook is beginning to get struggles where they are no longer the do anything any which way they want to platform. Google, Apple have all decided that Facebook has to follow their guidelines for privacy and data usage. And Facebook is balking and pushing back and so forth that they're unable to track correctly and follow through correctly, aka cookies and things like that. Now, Facebook as a platform is great in sharing context and content with within the ecosystem itself, but the crossover between Facebook and other platforms like what Mac users use and so forth, if it's restricted, it does diminish the marketing value of Facebook outside of its ecosystem. And of course, Facebook knows this and they're pushing hard for their own things. Plus also they're beginning to face the music where some people are beginning to say, you have too many things in your ecosystem. You need to get rid of WhatsApp and or Instagram uh, because you have too much dominance over what you can and can't do and know firsthand. I've also faced the frustration where Facebook has shut down accounts with no explanation, no courtesy of defining what it is you need to do to bring it back. And no way of recourse to fit, get it fixed. You're just out because it's their sandbox at the end of the day. So we're building communities and cultures on websites uh, that are very social-esque in their engagement, but are totally under our control. So the relationship exists there. That changes marketing strategy. It changes it from continual conversation to highlighted opportunities. Not always do you want to keep in communication socially with a place you may have stayed at a resort, but you don't want to lose track of them, and nor do we want to lose track of them either. So knowing and timing how you communicate and make that engagement so that they come back to the conversation when they're interested in coming to back to visit you is critically important, which is a nuance that didn't exist before. We're used to the, oh, they're all on these platforms. We just have to go advertise on them. That's changing, or at least changing in scope. So great conversations we had about it. We also got into some legal conversations. As we know, every time there's an annual changeover from one year to the next, certain laws that we tend to forget actually were changed and made go into force. 
And I, so I brought up a platform that I've been very impressed with, Ayubenda, which is I-U-B-E-N-D-A. Um, you can get it at Sumer right now. I'll leave the show notes of a link, which is where you can go get it. Really good. Um, it, it basically, in a nutshell, handles all your terms and conditions, privacy policies, and what have you in any language you want to. Plus, also, you can insert any platforms and tracking usages that you have for data acquisition based on the platforms, Facebook, Google, what have you, that all get added into your terms and conditions. It also keeps track of people when they accept your terms and conditions and cookie policies so that there's always for you know GDPR, CCPA, or Brazilian IPODA. Uh, all these ones go and um, get modified dynamically by this platform should the changes need to be made. So you're not sitting on top of this going, oh, I got to rewrite my terms and conditions because that new ad, new thing there or that new thing there. They automatically get changed in real time to what they need to be based on any changes in, in, in any sort of regulations and so forth. And as we discussed in earlier shows back, you know, 28 states are trying to create their own CCPA program. Uh, who knows where all that's going to go or whether the U.S. government is going to have its own GDPR program. These are all in flux. So this platform just keeps you up to date with all that, does that all for you once you identify what it is, data that you're trying to get. Very simple, but then the plugins are very easy. Great platform. So it's Ayubenda, which we had on the podcast two weeks ago. So you can go look at that podcast again. I think that was show two number 280 uh, for Ayubenda um, as an app. And that was pretty much our live show. It was a lot of fun. Um, from a news article perspective, uh, I got to say that we covered most of the highlights we want to. I, I, probably in a fun way, I like to go about what, what um, Robert refers to as a boop. <laughs> um, and that is that because we want to keep the whole conversation light and positive, And I want to do the same thing with the podcast today. The boop was 18 of the most anticipated high design hotel openings of 2021 from Architects uh, Architectural Digest. You can imagine being an Architectural Digest, what that translates to is to these places. Stunning, stunning, beautiful hotels. And the reason why I want to feature that as my news article of reference today for the podcast is it's so easy to get caught up and, and depressed as to what's currently going on and what we'll probably will still have to go through and all the other things of uncertainty and so forth. And that can be a dwelling point that begins to overshadow anything else. But the world is a beautiful place and there are beautiful people in it and there's amazing locations to go to. And there's still some amazing places that are opening. And we know already of places that we want to go see and do and so forth. And here there's 18 more new hotels, beautiful hotels, whether we all can afford to go to these hotels. No, but to know that they're there, to know that that who knows, maybe someday, you know, that's the aspiration of it all, that that's the beauty of travel, that these hotels represent exactly where they're at and what is so amazing about where they were built. And these are the things that you as a traveler say, wow, that's something I would love to be able to do sometime or that's on my bucket list or that's on, on, on something that I think maybe, you know, we can think about. Whatever it is, it makes us smile. It makes us look to forward to the fact that these things are there and that it isn't all the negativity that we see. And if anything to carry us into this new year, is that, is that their travel and our industry, however damaged and battered it is, is uh, it's a phoenix. It'll rise from this. How fast we do that is up to us. A little bit of pain now it saves us a lot of a world of sorrow later. Wear the mask, wash the hands, keep the distance, get ready for vaccines when you're made available. That will bring back our industry. Going to places before it's time and spreading what it is, whether we have it or not, or being spread by is only prolonging the agony. Pain now, happiness later. Make it work for all of us. So with that, 
Um, please remember, you can find us on Google Play, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, Tuned In Podcast. The list goes on. 39 platforms and counting. We're even on Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri. Just ask to play the Hospitality Marketing Podcast. And no matter which one you may use, if you like the show, please rate us and leave a comment that will help others find our content. Uh, also, if this is your first time hearing us, you can subscribe to our show or on any of those 39 platforms as well. And for an archive of all of our previous podcasts, you, of course, can go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcast. And don't forget our live video talk show that you can join and participate in every Friday at 1130 a.m. Eastern U.S. time called This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the live show. And for that, you can simply go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live. There you can register for any the next show and the shows beyond, plus also brings you links to all of the show notes from all previous 282 shows for that as well so the happiest actually the safest healthiest and most importantly happiest of new years to all of you that have listened to this podcast thank you as always for the privilege of your time and i so look forward to talking to you next week You have been listening to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show 282 brought to you by Hospitality Digital Marketing and in support of the HSMAI, Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International, All Right Reserve Copyright 2020. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.